Welcome to the Grow the Game podcast, hosted by your own Corbin King and Peyton Mattingly. Today we are joined by Coach Paul Sather, who is currently the head coach at North Dakota University. Coach Sather has coached at Black Hill State University, Northern State University, before making the jump from Division II to Division I. Coach Sather has been in the game a long time and has worked for some of the great coaches like Don Meyer. Coach Sather, we're very excited to have you on. How are you today? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So kind of talk about your coaching career, um, why you wanted to get into coaching, what you're doing now, and kind of all the way back, starting from your early days as a player and even coaching high school basketball. Yeah, you know, it's crazy uh, why you want to go into coaching. And, and I could actually track it back to, man, I think it was probably uh, – I was, playing, I was a hockey player, so I was on a travel team. And I, I'm, I'm serious about this when I say it. <laughs> I, I, I want to say it was uh, maybe seventh. No, it would have been fifth grade. Fifth grade travel, peewee hockey. <laughs> uh, my, my hockey coach was Phil Hurt, who was one of the, one of the teammates' dads. And just a tough, kind of blue-collar, tough guy that loved hockey. And and I just think he was a guy that I really uh, looked up to at that time. And I, I loved his toughness. I loved how he, he coached you hard as a fifth grader. Uh, it was a team that you had to try out to make, and uh, we were we were really good. And and I think I think at that point in time, I don't think I had a clue that I wanted to coach. But I think at that point in time, I really looked to a coach as someone that could really be impactful to their to the people that they were coaching to their players. And, and cause he was to me and, and, and I think, I think it was something at that age and time that, you know, I don't know if I ever really pushed myself in a way that I got pushed that year. And I think you just, you see how much you improve even at that young age. Um, and, and I just think, so as I, as you make a transition from, from hockey to a sport like basketball, uh, I was awful. I was really athletic, but I was really an awful hockey player. I was awful a basketball player. I was a lot better hockey player. But between my peer group and the coaches that I had and a lot of summer coaches and a lot of camp coaches, um, the investment they make in you and the, 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 the time that they put with you and, and the, the improvements you make, um, I, I just think I always knew kind of deep down somewhere that coaching was going to be a big part of my life because of the impact that it had on me as a young person. I don't know how, how, if I would have got through college. I don't know if I would have probably had any near the success in life uh, if it weren't to be for my coaches. Obviously, your parents, right, are a huge part of it, my brothers. But, like, like just the, the coaches and my peers, and, and that part of my life w was really important for me. And, uh, you know, you get into college and you play college basketball and you're lucky enough to do that. And even at the NAI level, it was so good and talented. And I played with really good players and, and they had an awesome, awesome coaches. Coach Olson was my coach who, who was a small college, just Hall of Fame type of guy. Uh, Tim Miles was on staff as an assistant who ended up at Nebraska recently and now at San Jose State. So I was just, again, surrounded with really good people. And uh, I, I think that had a lot to do with me wanting to get into coaching. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to know exactly when that lightning struck, but I, I know that I've been truly blessed with a lot of just powerful people in my life that, that, that just had a lot of, you know, kind of a servant mentality to helping people around them. And, and I just, I just think, you know, 
as your young person trying to decide what it is you wanted to do with the coaching aspect of it was always something uh, to me that 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 uh, I knew I wanted to do. So what was it like going from a player to a coach after you graduated? Yeah, I, it, you know, it was after I was done playing, I actually played in Brazil for a short, short time. Uh, the league was on strike, so we didn't have much games, and it, it, we ended up leaving early. Uh, but I came back and, and, and was a student assistant for, uh, for for Northern State for Bob Olson uh, while I finished up my teaching degree. And, uh, you know, that transition was, you know, I was a student assistant, so I, I was a little bit, I was really close to the players. Uh, and, and so my role was obviously much different. I took my first teaching job at Sydney, uh, Sydney High School. And I, t- I taught phys ed at the elementary level and, and at the high school level. And, and uh, I was a freshman boys basketball coach. Then I volunteered as an assistant on the varsity team. And uh, like I tell people, like that year of being, a, I was the head, I was the head, I was the, I was the head coach for the freshman team. Right? Now, there wasn't another coach that helped with that. We went early in the morning so I could so I could make every varsity practice as a, as a volunteer. So that was just an awesome year at Sydney. Uh, it was a team, a group of young guys that maybe didn't have a lot of success in middle school winning uh and, and you know i think our first game against sterling colorado i was in city nebraska but it's close to colorado we played sterling colorado i think we got beat by about 30. and by the time the, the season was done we played that same sterling team and i think we ended up beating them by about 15. it was really fun to see the growth yeah i remember when we, we beat our first team in kimball it's like we won the, the world series right it's like we won the world championship or something um just because they hadn't had a lot of success, but uh, I mean, it's it's uh, you, you make that transition now. All of a sudden, you're you're you know, I was probably 23 or 24 at the time, and I was working with younger kids and and uh, you know, working with college guys, being a student assistant, you're a little close in age. When I was a teacher. Uh, working with a freshman group is a little bit easier to kind of establish the, the boundaries and, and being their coach and and not being a peer necessarily for them and and uh, but I, I just I, at that point in time I just loved it. I, it didn't matter what level. I look back now and that that freshman that year of, of coaching freshman basketball was um it was one of my favorite years I've ever had coaching. Uh, and, and I think that's you know I think there's a lot of reasons why people do stuff. Uh, and, and get into coaching, and I think one of the reasons for me is just being able to work with 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 young people and and and, and help them improve and and being part of something. Still, a, you can't do it as a player anymore, but you can do it as a coach, where you're 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 a part of something that's bigger than you. And uh, you know, from there, I was really fortunate. I went to a clinic in Ogallala, Nebraska, and I met Greg McDermott, who was the head coach at Wayne State College, and who is now a Creighton. Uh, I met Greg. Uh, and his his assistant coach at the time was Mike Finger. Uh, Rico Burkett was also there. Rico's an assistant with the Colorado State women now. But I got to know them just during this clinic, and, and he ended up asking me to uh, come out and interview for a graduate assistant job at Wayne State College, uh, Division Two in Wayne, Wayne, Nebraska. And I was lucky enough to get that position, and I was on as a as a GA with him. So again, you're. You're kind of back to that. It's a little bit different as a GA. I'm a little bit closer in age with those players. So my role, you know, the role's a little bit different. You're a little bit 
more the guy that gets to know and have a really good relationship with the players outside of just the practice and different stuff. Um, and, 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 you know, you, you, you have guys like on that team, I think Eric Henderson would have been a sophomore on that team. And Eric's the head, the head coach now in South Dakota state in our league. And, uh, you know, and Eric, that's just an example of a player that you, you end up getting really close to. And it's just fun to see the success that he's having now. But, but, uh, I went from there, I went to Northern state. I got hired by the guy, coach Olson, who I played for. And I was there with him for one year before he took the AD job at Northern. And then that's when Coach Meyer came in. And I was with Coach Meyer for five years uh, before I got an assistant job at the University of Colorado. Um, so it, it's just you jump around a lot. Uh, you, you know, I think anytime you're in this profession and coaching, college is something you want to do. You've got to be ready to maybe take a few leaps. And an opportunity came up to go to Colorado. And, and at the time, they're in the Big 12. And, uh, I coached there for a year, loved it, uh, but I also knew that maybe head coaching was was probably at that time more uh, of, 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 of the area that I wanted to get to. I wanted to be a head coach, and uh, an opportunity at Black, Black Hill State opened up uh, a division, or NAI school, now they're division two, but NAI school at, uh, at uh, Black, in, in Spearfish, South Dakota. And uh, I got to I got to go there for five years and just had an awesome time. And it was my first head college coaching experience. And from that point on, you, you know, you, you you're just trying to figure out who you are and, as a coach. And and uh, you you find out pretty quick it's hard to be Don Meyer when you want to when you want to be a head coach because those guys are few and far between. You got to kind of build your own identity and and figure out which what you know how you want to do it. And uh, I've been really lucky throughout my years as an assistant just to be around really good people and guys like Greg McDermott, Don Meyer, Bob Olson, Ricardo Patton, uh, the staff at Colorado and, and, and Jason Shelton, Paul Graham, Will Smith. I mean, just awesome, awesome people to, to surround yourself with. And, and uh, you learn a lot. And, and as you're going through those things, you're, you're kind of developing, you know, who you are as a coach, who you are as a person and, and, and you know, how you're going to, you know, build your, your, your philosophy as a coach. So it's a, it's a journey. It's hard to look at You look up all of a sudden you're 50 years old and you've been doing this for 25 plus years. So it's crazy how fast it goes. Yeah. So obviously the name Don Meyer resonates for us as we're managers at the, at Lipscomb. And obviously I'm sure you could go on for a couple hours about everything Don Meyer taught you and prepared you to be a coach, but what were some of the most impactful things um, that he taught you, not only about coaching, but, just about life and, and impacting and building relationships with other people. Yeah. You know, there's not a day that goes by. In fact, I could probably say there's not, it's, it's probably multiple, multiple times a day that goes by where I don't have his voice ringing my ears somehow, some way. Now he's not the only one that's in my ears ringing, but, but he's one that, that honestly with the impact and, and, you know, the thing that I go back with him is just the consistency for you know, for what he did, the, the passion to learn and get better and improve, not only for, for his players and his staff, but for himself. He just, he's a lifelong learner. And he, he you know, he, he, he just was a guy that was always looking for uh, a new way, a different way, but yet would still really stay true to who he was uh, as a person um, and, and how he wanted to coach. He's demanding. Uh, you know, he'd, he'd talk about being demanding without being demeaning. And, and, and he was a guy that 
um, if you weren't ready to go, when that whistle went around his deck and he walked over those lines, if you weren't ready to go, um, you knew dang well that that he was going to let you know and expect the best from you every day. I just, he was one of the best that I've ever been around as far as the consistently day-to-day holding people accountable to being their best. Um, you know, the X's and O's and all those different things. Absolutely. But, but I just think what's, what's, what's hard to do, you know, he, he would talk about the path, you know, the, the, the path of discipline, you know, that you got different kinds of ways you can go, right. The, in, in the ability to be disciplined enough, um, you know, taking the, it's easy to take the path of least resistance. And he, he was a guy that was, you were going to have confrontation. And, and, and if you weren't, bringing it that day he was going to let you know and hold you accountable and i i don't know if if, if you know for me that's it's, it's it's hard to be that guy every single day and some days he's like you know i'm just not maybe up for it today i i, I can't i can't and he, he just was one of those coaches that every single day uh while you stepped out there um he was going to expect your best uh and if you weren't going to bring it man you were going to you were going to feel it. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I think it's, it's why a lot of, I always felt recruiting for him and his program. Uh, there were some guys that you just knew dang well that even though they maybe had a lot of talent, they just weren't going to work out um, because maybe they had a little too much cool to them or maybe they didn't want to work that hard. So it really simplified recruiting. You really looked for characteristics of, now, obviously, you got to be a good enough player, but the toughness aspect of it and, and the, the teammate aspect of it and, you know, life off the court and a lot of those kind of things, you, you really you really look for a lot of high character type kids or, or kids that it was really important to. Um, and, and, and sometimes talent had to go out the window a little bit if they didn't have a lot of those other intangibles that we wanted. So, yeah, I mean, it's just I, I could go on and on and on about the different life lessons, but to, to me, the, the, his example was the day-to-day example that he brought uh, was was probably the thing that you recognized the most uh, and, and and saw every single day. It was just his commitment, his commitment to making everybody around him better. And I think he felt like when he did that, that's how he got better. And uh, I, I just uh, the dude, the, the guy lived it. Like he, he just absolutely lived it, breathed it every day. Before your first head coaching job, when did you start building your coaching philosophy and how did you prepare yourself for whenever you did get that job, you'd be ready? Yeah, I think as as I got my first head coaching job at Sydney uh, as a freshman coach, I think it's where I, I really was like, hey, this this is up to me right now, even you know, I'd say it was our it was our third year together at Northern State. Coach Meyer that that he had a heart attack or he had to have a quintuple bypass. Where the month of September and October, and even into November, he was really not able to be around much. Uh, I think it was the end of August that it happened, and so it was six days after surgery, six weeks of being at home, and then six months of full recovery. I think because I remember talking about those three things, six days, six weeks, and six months. And I, I think that point in time, like 
a lot of the head coaching responsibilities fell on me and, and along with our GA at the time was Matt Severide. And Matt kind of went from being that GA to being a, a, an assistant that had to put a lot of time in as an assistant. And I think at that point, you, you, you got to stay true to who you are. And I think you're, I learned a lot about you know, when you're in charge of practice or when you're in charge of developing, you know, that fall and those spring workouts, I'm sorry, the fall workouts and the early season practice stuff. Yeah. You, you gotta, you know, Matt and I did that a lot together. And, uh, and so I think at that point in time is when I really, you got put in a position where, Hey, we have to step up to the plate here, help coach out. And, uh, thankfully we, we did have a lot of guys back from the year before. And those guys obviously help a lot when, when, when things are not going your way and your coach is out for an extended period of time. I think you saw a lot of players step up to the plate as well. But I think that's where you really start thinking about the philosophy of, of how you're going to run a program when it's your time to be the head coach. And then when I got my head coaching job, even as a freshman coach, uh, no question, that's that's when you really are, hey, this is how we're going to play. And this is, you're adapting a little bit to your personnel, more so even in college because you can't recruit. You got the lineup you got. So I think we, you know, there's a lot of different adaptions we made and changes we made in philosophy as far as what I was used to. And then, and then you go back and, you know, I think, I think becoming a, my first head coaching job at, at Black Hill State as a college coach, I think I tried to be Coach Meyer for about the first, you know, few weeks and you find out quickly, man, I can't do it. I can't do it. You, you, you gotta be who you are. And, and, uh, and I think, that was a great uh, trial by fire time period for me is really learning, uh, you know, a lot about yourself as a, as a, as a coach and as a person and, and how you want to really truly build a program and build one that lasts and build one that sustains. And I think that's something that I've always been really proud of is, is, is how we built programs and, and how programs have sustained after, even when, after we were gone, um, how those teams continue to be really, really successful. Um, and, and I think coach would always tell you, you know, uh, as a, as a leader, you find out a lot about what kind of leader, leader you are uh, after you're gone. And I, I feel like the last, you know, from Black Hill state to even Northern state, uh, as we, as we move to a, to a different place, uh, the success the teams had after we left, I think says a lot about the job we did while we were there. Um, and cause I say we, cause man, you always got a lot of help and, and the players, have everything to do with it, the success you're having. Um, and, and there's a lot of people that from administrators to custodians to a lot of different people that have an impact on your program. And, and uh, as a head coach, you're, you kind of set a tone and it's, you, you know, you're kind of developing that the day-to-day work of it, man, there's so many people that help you. And like I said, it's, it's, I've been pretty blessed that way to work with some really good people. Yeah, so you talk about setting the tone as a head coach. Obviously, you've had experience um, three different times now with Black Hill State, Northern State, and North Dakota. Those first few months after you took the job, what is your first few things that you know you want to get done and the first few steps of starting a new program um, or picking up in a new spot? Yeah, you know, you're, you're trying to set the example. You're trying to set the tone of, of you know, what, what you, your program values and and you know what you're going to be about as a head coach and, and what the expectations are that you're going to have of your your people the, the people that 
are your staff, the, the, your players, your, you know, as you have more people involved, <laughs> you know, at Black Hill State, it's, as a freshman coach at Sydney, you're the only, you're the only adult showing up in practice. And, 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 you know, as a head coach at Black Hill State, I think my assistant, my first few years, Steve Smiley, who's at Northern Colorado, was with me. Um, but was only with me my first year. And then Brad Schaefer, who's now at Western State, uh, was there with me the next five years. And, you know, it's just you and him a lot, right? And then as you move to Northern, you got GAs, you got more help. And now at North Dakota, you got a bigger staff and more support in a a lot of different areas. So it's really developing, you know, the the mentality uh, that, that you want from the people that, uh, that you're going to be surrounding yourself with. And, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about, you know, just that, you know, just, just, just the core values you bring and have a great awareness, humility, you know, the ability to, to really gain trust, um, to serve and to serve each other, be a great teammate and to really develop ownership in everything you're doing. Uh, you know, really, really, truly have an ownership in the day-to-day work and the impact you can have in your program and, 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 you know, getting your players to try to buy into that. And that's, it's hard, you know, and we didn't have a lot of just early success here in North Dakota. We've, we've been grinding a lot. And that my first year we got to a seven league championship and it, I felt like our first year, I think we were preseason eight and we ended up sixth, but we kept getting better. I think they had really bought in to the, the day to day and building some consistency and kind of trusting you know, each other and trust in the coaches and trust in the process. And, you know, as they were buying into that, I thought we got better as a team and we were really playing well late. Um, the second year, we, we had a lot of new players. Uh, we also had COVID. And uh, I, I, the second year, I even thought here in North Dakota, we, we had a better conference season, even with a lot of new players and losing some pretty key guys. Uh, and then you have a one-time transfer exception that pops along with COVID and we've been, you know, this third year was really a really difficult year, but the thing I would say with our guys through the injuries and some of the the transfer things that we've had to battle, like even last year didn't turn into a, uh, a situation where guys were feeling sorry for themselves or or not showing up to work. Like, I think we, we still really kept the mentality. Hey man, we're here to work. Let's, let's get better today. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about these eight guys returning. I'm excited about the new guys we have coming in. And there's a really good opportunity here to take a big, big step. Um, but there's challenges that we're, we're facing, in, you know, at the low major, mid-major level right now. Everybody's facing them. I just think not everybody's always impacted the same way. And uh, we've definitely been impacted by some things. And, and we're trying to work through it and, and trying to stay true to who we are uh, as a program and you know, who we are as far as how we work and the kind of people that we want to have here. And uh, we're definitely getting tested. Uh, but, but you know, it's tricky. It's tricky to navigate through it. But I think we're, you know, I'm excited about our staff and, and, and our returners and, and, and the new guys. Like, I just, we've had back-to-back some year freshman of the year. We just haven't been able to keep those players here during this, uh, in the, you know, this transfer portal heavy time. So, got some challenges in front of us, but, you know, you, you, you got to kind of keep learning how to deal with them and navigate through them. But I think you still, the trick is, you know, what does it force you to do and how does it force you to change? And, and I think that's where you got to really be careful. So 
it's uh you know starting a program and building a program um it, it's it's hard because there's you know there's ways that you might think are faster and easier uh and those can be traps and, and i think we've you know i think we've always done a really good job of building it so you can really sustain some things and right now we're we're learning about that and, and you know we'll see how these next few years go uh as far as you know part of the process of building this program what was the adjustment like making the jump from division two to division one whenever you got the head coaching job at north dakota um the, the Northern Sun Division II conference that we played in was a pretty high-level conference. Uh, we played in a region that had, you know, the Missouri D2, so Northwest Missouri State. So I think we were playing against borderline low-major to mid-major type competition, you know, a lot. Uh, we recruited regionally against a lot of these teams uh, that are in the summer league or the horizon league in different places. So I was pretty familiar with some of the kids that were going to some of these schools had recruited some, we even had a few guys that had transferred into a league from those leagues. So I was, I was pretty familiar with the level. I was pretty familiar with um, a lot of the recruits and, 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 you know, we, we, we did scrimmages. We, we uh, had exhibition games. Like we, we went beat Butler at Butler in an exhibition game. Uh, when Coach Stevens was there, we, we went down a lost to to Arizona State. The year they beat Kansas twice with Bobby Hurley uh, as a coach. Well, he's still coaching there, but we went down there and lost to them in double overtime as a Division Two. And I think we were at a pretty high level at Division Two when we left. Um, and, and so, you know, moving to the Summit League level and, and to Division One. I. I think our first game we played was Gonzaga, so that was a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> that was a jump. Huh. Uh, but I think as you're playing some of these opponents, I think you find out that, man, that level we were playing at Division Two is pretty dang good. Uh, and, and there's some similarities there at the highest level of Division Two. there's no doubt. So that helped. That helped. I, I think we had some success, early success in the Summit League because of that. Um, but I, I mean, we're still learning. I, I, I think, you know, the recruiting aspect of it's been the biggest challenge. Um, I, I, you know, I really believe, you know, I really believe you, 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 the toughness aspect of it. Uh, you gotta have the abilities, um, to play at this level, but, but, you know, I think we're, we're, we're trying to find that, that kid right now that maybe division twos are really, really trying to get, but maybe it's two or three division ones are recruiting them is all. And uh, so, I mean, we're really trying to be smart about who we're recruiting. Um, but, but from a schematic standpoint, offense, defense, you know, the summit league's one of the, it's a really skilled league. It's one of the top three point shooting leagues in the country. Uh, and I think that really went along with the league we came from in the Northern sun, very similar. Um, everybody, there's just a little bit bigger, stronger, faster type teams. And as a, as, you know, as a coach, we got to make sure we recruit those kind of, those kind of players that fit too. And, uh, so I think we've done a good job recruiting here. It, the, the challenge has been kind of the circumstances around, um, and when you're in Grand Forks, North Dakota, which is about, you know, 150 miles from Winnipeg, Canada, uh, you, you know, you're, you're not in a coast, you're not down South, you're not your coast. So we're not a transfer destination necessarily. So, you know, the portal isn't exactly something where we're building a program through it. Um, you know, we got five freshmen coming in uh, this year uh, with one transfer. 
So, I mean, that's that's kind of how we believe in doing it. And that's how we're going to continue to fight to do it. And, and we'll see. But, but uh, I mean, you know, it's making a transition from D2 to D1. I, you know, being the lead we are, we're at, I think that really helped with it. Yeah, and I was going to mention the transfer portal because obviously that's affected every single basketball program across the entire country, no matter what division you're at. And you talk about recruiting more high school kids. By doing that, do you find yourself redshirting more freshmen and then talk about developing those players to be ready if they aren't ready by the first year? Yeah, we'd like to get to a point where we can, we can redshirt a little bit more. We haven't been able to redshirt much here. Um, and then a lot of it has to do with just a little bit of the turnover that we've had. So maybe a couple guys we had anticipated on redshirting, um, we we weren't able to. And and but moving forward here, I'm I'm hoping that we can maybe redshirt one or two guys this year. Um, and, and you know I I, I I think it's you know it, it's got to be the right kind of it's got to be the right kid that has the right mentality to do it. Um, and and so you know it, it's it's not as easy as what it used to be just redshirting kids. I think. They want to come into play, and I think the difference a little bit sometimes in like Division One right now is a lot of times these kids that are going to Division One are are a lot of the the, the, the better players in their state. Like we got the Mr. Basketball in Kansas coming here. We got the Mr. Basketball in North Dakota. Uh, we got a young guy from Minnesota that 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 played at a pretty high level uh, high school basketball and AAU basketball that was one of the top players in the state. So these guys, uh, you know, they they need to come in and maybe help us a little bit more than, than come in a red shirt. So, but you get to a point where you can with a guy or two. Um, but it seems like in years past, we probably would have red shirted more guys. Uh, we just haven't got to that point here yet. And so with red shirting, do you find that you need to retain players a little more because the transfer portal is so big now and everyone transfers, how do you kind of, build your culture and build relationships so you can keep these freshmen that you're bringing in for the long haul. Yeah. You got to build the culture and build the relationships. And even with that, you can do a fantastic job with that. There's still going to be outside influences and impacts that, you know, young people are going to make choices on and you throw the NIL in there and it's, it's hard to, it's hard to blame a young person uh, with the NIL if they can go somewhere mm -hmm. and make a life changing amount of money. No, I don't, you know, I don't think, you necessarily see that a lot in, in, in our level of Division One yet, uh, but you do see people leaving our level of Division One to make some of that. That's not not very often, not much yet, but you have seen it. So there, again, there's just a lot of different outside influences and in in, in in different outside people that can have influence. Um, but you, you know, you do the best you can, man. You 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 you, you show up every day and you try to help these people be the best version of themselves off the court on the court and you keep working and and uh it, it's 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 a changing it's a changing um situation with that and to say i've got answers on uh, the portal is the portal the nil is there it's not going away so it's 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 kind of learning how to like you you still want to build these young people into being the best they could be um, and if it means they end up going somewhere else, then that means, you know, we help them be the best they could be to get somewhere else. Uh, don't like it. Don't love, don't love the fact that you, you, you lose some of these guys, but in the same respect, I do think it's a part of it a little bit. 
and and hopefully uh, I, yeah, I think the culture we have here with our with our guys and our team is really really good, and I think it's we got an opportunity here to build this thing uh, with the people we have in our program right now, and I'm hoping we're going to get the chance to do that. Yeah, going back whenever you first got to North Dakota, what were you looking for when you were building your staff? Yeah, uh, well, you you kind of want to, you know, I think first and foremost, having a having a little idea of of uh, you know where they where where your staff has been and 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 kind of the experiences that they've had. I you know I brought from Northern State. I brought Zach Horseman who played at South Dakota State. So he played in the summer league, was a, was a GA for me at Northern and was a full-time assistant for me at Northern State. Um, was really good recruiting the region and recruiting the area uh, and and had a good name in the region and in, in the area. So, you know, Zach was a guy that had a lot to do with our success at Northern. So I wanted to bring him along as well. Uh, Jamie Stevens uh, came with us as well. Jamie had only been with us at Northern for one year, but has had coaching experience at the Division II level and also as a as a junior college coach. So, like he had a little bit different background than Zach in the sense that he's been a head coach. You know, he, he challenged you in a different way as far as like he he'd been down that road as a head coach. He he uh, he he brought different experiences in from that side of it. I think that was really important. Having people around you that you can really trust. But that that can really challenge you. I think you know you don't want to just be comfortable and and have a bunch of people around you that are willing to just kind of go along with everything you say. I think having people that challenge you is really important. Um, and 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 so that's why you know to me one of the reasons I brought Jamie to Northern was I just I had lost Sundance Wicks, Sonny to uh, Missouri Western at the time. Now he's at Wyoming. Sonny was a guy that I I, I recruited the Northern State as a player. And uh, when I hired him at Northern, I knew he would challenge. With his background, he would bring in new ideas and, and, and challenge the things you're doing in, in, a, in a way that's respectful, but also in a way that's, hey, we, maybe here's a way we can get better. And uh, Coach Stevens was the same way coming from MSU Billings. He just uh, smart, uh, great basketball background, um, and, and again, would, would, would come in with new ideas and fresh ideas. So. You know, and then the other aspect is, is recruiting and, and, you know, being able to have guys that can be good on the court with your players. Um, right now, currently, we, we got a guy, a young guy, Stephen Aldridge, that came from Eastern Washington um, and, and, but you know, played junior college basketball in California. So he, he's kind of got a, a West Coast connection from a recruiting standpoint. Um, but, but uh, you know, also... Was is is a young enough guy where I think the relationship aspect with the players uh, is good. Uh, he's he's a great technology guy, but he's he's a smart X's and O's guy. So he's a guy from an offensive standpoint that I'll work with a lot. Um, and, and you know he's going to bring a different area of recruiting for us that isn't just the Midwest. And you know so I, I you know I think there's different areas that you got to consider uh, what they're bringing. Um, you know, relationships with players. Uh, every every co- assistant coach is maybe going to have a little bit different way of relating to the players. Some of it's based on age. Some of it's just based on interest. But, but uh, you know, getting people that can really fit together well, respect each other's uh, opinions, uh, have, have some different background to them, um, 
but yet at the end of the day, we're all here trying to save, you know, serve the same goal as far as, you know, what can we do? What can we be doing to get better? And ultimately as the head coach, you, you got to be the one that, that makes final decisions. And I, and I think I remember being an assistant coach. I always had a lot of great ideas. Um, and, and you think you, you, you know a lot. And then as you become a head coach, you find out, man, there's a lot of things you don't know yet. And, and the more people you have on your staff, the more opinions you have, the more things you've got to navigate through. And, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's trying to find that fine line. Uh, you know, like currently we, we got Randall Herbst here. Randall's been an associate head coach at Omaha and at Green Bay. And then currently he's been at uh, Minot State University as, a, as an assistant there. And so Randall brings a ton of experience in and a, and a guy that uh, has coached a lot of Division One games, has, has recruited at a lot of Division One places. And, uh, you know, it brings a whole, you know, a whole different outlook here. And actually was an assistant here uh, back in the early 2000s with Coach Glass from their Division Two. So kind of knows what it's like recruiting the Grand Forks and uh, the University of North Dakota. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, putting the staff together. Sometimes it's, it's, it's just trying to find that right mix and blend of background personalities and age and, and experience and those kind of things. I don't know if there's an exact science to it. Um, but at the end of the day, the loyalty part of being an assistant, the trust aspect of being an assistant, it's really, really important. And, uh, I, I have no problem having someone tell me, Hey, I think this is a better way of doing something. Um, and when the trust level's up there and high, then you know it's not a self-serving uh, deal they're trying to do. They're just trying to help serve the team and do all they can to help our team be better. Yeah, I think having a a staff that is connected and united on what you're trying to do is very crucial to obviously your culture, but also when you're rebounding from you know maybe a season that wasn't exactly what you wanted it to be. So as you go into next year, you mentioned you know as you battled uh, different circumstances. How are y'all moving forward to next year and um, getting better off uh, off last year? Yeah, man, you roll the sleeves in your work, right? And you, you, you continue to do it for all the right reasons. And you really, you know, invest in the young people that we have in our program and try to put them in the best positions to be successful. Um, and, 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 you know, we really challenge them to, to show up every day uh, with the mentality to get better, you know, to 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 limit their distractions to you know right now we're we're talking a lot about playing loud playing physical you know being disruptive and being closers you know those are four words you know loud physical disruptive close that we're talking to a, a lot about and we're trying to develop a mentality right now with this group of guys and 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 so like we want to you know we want to try to make it a fun but we also want to make it uh, demanding we want to hold hold guys accountable and get better and and, and you know it, you, you gotta you gotta be able to you know when things are going your way still stay true to those things and when things aren't going your way continue to fight for them and you know coach Martin would always say for every you know for everyone that can handle uh failure there's but one that can handle success you know for every hundred that you know it, it, for every hundred that can handle failure, there's but one that can handle success. And, and so, I mean, sometimes when you're winning a lot, it's it can be hard to sustain that. Um, and, and when you're losing, man, it's it's hard to get out of that. So what you got to keep doing is 
keep working, keep finding. Maybe there's some things you got to change. You know, we're, offensively, we're going to make a few changes this year from what we've done the last couple of years, simply because I think we, you know, I, 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 we got to make sure we're putting guys in the right position. And, and I think as you're working like that and you're building relationships with your guys, and you, you, you're, you're kind of having a similar same goal and you're not making it about yourself and feeling bad for yourself. I, I think players recognize that and uh, hopefully respond. And at the end of the day, I, I believe the talent we have here is, is good enough to make some great jumps these next few years. Um, but man, we got to keep going to get better. Like we got to develop it and improve it. And I think we've shown we can do it. We just got to take advantage of this opportunity and work our tail off. And, you know, we, as we talked this morning as a staff, it's one of the things we, we really were trying to hit on is just, we got to be great teachers. We, we can't let frustration get us. Uh, we got to be great teachers and you, know, you, you learn by mistakes. You learn by failing learn how to handle failure but you also learn how to get better through it and uh we, we got to keep that mentality as coaches and and just keep working and you know like i said if you're doing that i, I just believe good things come and uh so that's what we're working towards because it was it was a tough year but there's a lot of factors i don't want to make excuses on it because you know they don't do you any good but we had a lot of outside we had a lot of factors that kind of went into last year and uh I was really proud of how our guys came out of it into this summer going into this fall and uh, we're getting healthy. And as we get healthy, that's going to help us. And as these new guys get experience and get better, that's going to really help us. We've added length and athleticism. Uh, we've added size. Um, and, and I think eight guys back, you know, I think six of which had a lot of experience uh, is going to help us as well. So it's just, there's a lot. There's a lot that can impact it, and uh, I think some years a lot of those things come into play. So we're hoping moving forward that that we have a little bit outside impact, whether it's injuries or what have you. You know, hopefully we can we can we can stay a little bit more whole this season than, than we were last season. From each program you've been, how have you utilized your managers or GAs and helped them grow as young aspiring coaches? Yeah, student assistants always been big, and that's you know, in Division One, I, I guess you got to call them student managers. We've always called them student assistants. Um, I, you know, for us, like we've had guys, we've had people in our program because we've had guys and gals both. But you know, we've had people that have got on to be coaches or got a, got on to be you know leaders in whatever it is they're doing. Uh, but I, I, it's all about how are they, how are they invested. You know, you get, like anything else, you get kind of what you put into it. And sometimes as a student manager, it's hard because, you know, you're showing up every day and you're, you're doing things that aren't always necessarily just fun. So I think as a staff, we got to make sure we, and as players, like we got to treat those people like gold because um, they're there to help us and help our program. Um, it's been fun over the years seeing young guys like Michael Cooper's a good example who, you know, came from Monticello, Minnesota over to Northern State to be a student assistant and to see his growth from being a guy that's more of a student manager to a guy that's more of a student assistant where he's actually helping us with the day-to-day -day stuff. And I mean, like on the court stuff too. Right. And now he's, you know, he went out to Queens with uh, coach Lundy and now he's at the university of Milwaukee on, on coach Lundy's staff at some capacity. I don't know its exact title, 
So, I mean, I, I, if it's if it's coaching they want to get into, you want to make them as involved as you can. Um, and sometimes that's just a lot of office work. Uh, but, but you know, sometimes it's just they want to be around it. Uh, they want to be around it and really help. And, and, and they're not going to go into athletics or basketball or anything like that. They just want to be around it. And uh, as long as they're bringing that right mentality, it's, it's fun to have. You know, obviously those people, they're helping as well. But it, a lot of it is just what, what do they want from it? And as they're there every day and as they're working every day uh, and as they're invested in it more and more every day, I think you start seeing that we'll, we'll give more responsibilities to people uh, as, as student managers. Um, how much, I can, a lot of it just depends on what they're willing to do and how much you're willing to be around. Because um, sometimes, that, you know, economic factors come into play. They need to get a job and they need to you know, do other things along with going to school that make it harder to be around more. Um, and, and so, but no, I, again, a lot of it just depends. I think we're going to have three or four different student managers, uh, with our team this year to, to go along with a graduate manager. Um, and with the guy that it's like a, a volunteer graduate manager for us, you know, you know, we, we want him to be involved just like, you know, maybe make him more of the video coordinator type guy, uh, that does a lot with our video stuff, uh, and, and helps us that way. So I, there's a lot of different areas you can help. Um, and, and I, I just think there's such an important vital role. Uh, they have such an important vital role to our program and you just, man, you want to treat them like gold. Uh, and, and hopefully they leave with, with a great feeling as far as the impact they had. And hopefully we did some things to help them prepare for, for whatever it is they're going to do after. Um, and if it's coaching, great. You know, boy, you have relationships with these, these people for a long, long time afterwards. So it's, it's, they're fun to have around and, and uh, they can bring a lot of energy to your, to your, to your day and your practice. So no, it's, it's, and, and the relationship aspect they have with your players is really important. So there's a lot of things that go into it. There's, there's a lot of benefits that your program can have when you got good student managers that are there for all the right reasons. Yeah, absolutely. We've been, we've been blessed to be student assistants and, and for reference, are you guys going to go into coaching? Is that is that your deal? Is are, yes, sir. Are both you guys going to go in and, and, and want to be a head coach someday, or what's your take with it? What are you trying to get from it? Yes, sir. So we're both going into our uh, our, our senior years here at Lipscomb um, and looking to looking to get into coaching. Both very passionate about basketball and um, you know have a love for have love for being around it and being being into coaching. Yes, sir. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Yes, sir. Well, Coach, we thank you so much for being on with us today. We really appreciate it. Um, any any last words of advice for for aspiring coaches, um, people that love basketball, or just anyone listening to the podcast? Yeah, you know, it's 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 really interesting. I I, I, I uh, this profession can be tough sometimes, especially as you're trying to get into it. And you know, the more you're willing to kind of um, worry less about money early and how much you're getting paid sometimes uh, it can really benefit you, but it makes it really hard. There's no doubt. Um, but it, the, the work you put in, the reason why you're putting the work in, um, how you treat people, uh, and, and, you know, those that can't do anything for you, how you treat people is pretty big, but those that maybe can uh, do some things to help you, how you treat them is pretty important, right? Because this this profession is so much about getting to know and building relationships and, and, uh, and getting people excited about you. And a lot of times, you know, 
people get excited about you because of the time and the effort you put into them. Um, and, and I think sometimes people sit back and wait and think that everyone's just going to be excited about you. Um, you know, I, the more important thing is you invest in, in the people and getting excited about the people you're with, uh, because it's not easy. It's, 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 I, I've been really blessed and really fortunate, but, but, uh, uh, it, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it easy. You know, there's pay cuts along the way. There's, there's a lot of financial things that, yeah, you don't always just work out the way you want to. So it's, if it's something you really have a passion about, um, and you're passionate about it, that it's, it's just continuing to find ways to, to make it work and, and to, uh, help people be the best they can be. And I, and I just think you get, you get all that back when you're invested in the people around you. So good luck with that. Cause it's a, it's an awesome profession. It's not easy, but it's an awesome profession. There's no doubt. <laughs> Yes, sir. And thank thank you again so much. And best of luck to you guys this year at North Dakota. Hey, man, appreciate it. Take care. Good luck to you guys. Tell everyone there, pay for us, all right? Yes, sir. Thank you very much.